Now, when it comes to your IRA, don't forget your RMDs. You also need to think about your FRA, LTC, and FEHB. No one wants to listen to another boring financial show. That's why Alicia and Josh Lewis created Retire Colorado as a way to break down the complex world of retirement planning to something that's simple and easy to understand and have some fun while doing it. This is Retire Colorado. Well, how much do you think that you'll need to save to have a comfortable retirement? Now, we're going to tell you what most people think they need to set aside for the retirement years, but even when... You've done a good job saving. Are you aware just how much of a bite taxes could take out of your retirement savings? Thanks for joining us, and welcome to Retire Colorado. Along with Alicia and Josh Lewis, I'm Bruce Steinbrock. You can reach out to the Lehman Lewis Financial Group anytime at 970-446-1234. Alicia, Josh, good morning. Well, good morning. Good morning. Hey, this month in history, I want to visit um, just because within the past week, we had a 1,200-point on the plus side, good day on the stock market, Um, 1972. So we're talking 50 years ago, during the month of November, the Dow and Jones Industrial Average closed above 1,000 points for the first time ever, ending the day at 1,003.16. Oh, how times have changed where we can, you know, climb or fall by a thousand or more points in a day. And it doesn't, well, it certainly makes people um, nervous, but wow. I mean, think of a thousand points for the first time 50 years ago. Yeah, I think that's a good example of kind of how inflation works, right? Where you look at just, (laughs) you know, historically speaking, you see these kind of small numbers, right? And you go, oh my gosh, the Dow's over a thousand. And, you know, you look back not that far. I remember when we were celebrating the Dow crossing 30,000. And so (laughs) to see some of those intraday swings now actually represent more than what that index was worth at that time, it's, it's kind of staggering just how far those things have come. Ah, it's all within our lifetimes. Now I've been alive for all of those 50 years. You both have not but that's okay because you still have experienced a lot in the time that you've been with us. So now let's talk about the, this recent survey. It's uh, workers in the United States were surveyed, and they believe now that they're going to need to save $1.25 million in order to have what they consider a comfortable retirement. So what's your take? Is this a good goal? Well, you know, this is something that it just it kind of bugs me when there's this blanket statement mm-hmm. of, oh, you should have X amount of dollars or when people think, oh, I should have X amount of dollars when really it's it's a math problem. It comes back to what is your budget? What is it that you need on a monthly basis in order to survive and not just survive in retirement, but thrive in retirement? So also that conversation of what is it that you want your retirement to look like? And we want to make sure that you have that plan together uh, so that you have the income, the paycheck, the money that you're, you need on that monthly basis. And then you have your play check, the, the check that is going to support all of your hobbies and your travel and whatever, your bucket list, all of those things for you to enjoy retirement. And so um, when somebody says, man, I think that I need you know, $1.5 million or $1.25 million in order to retire, it comes back to what is it that you need based on 
your situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's let's think. Despite uh, thinking that we need to save over a million dollars for retirement, the survey goes on to say that the average retirement savings amount has dropped to eighty six thousand eight sixty nine. That's from last year's ninety eight thousand eight hundred. Now forty three percent of people are saying. They do not expect to be financially ready for retirement when the time comes. 45% say that they can imagine a time when Social Security no longer exists. 33%, or nearly a third, expect to live to the age of 100. And 33% also predict that they have more than 50% chance of outliving their money. I mean... Holy folks, smokes, or smokes, folks, whatever the heck I'm trying to say. What? I mean, what's going on? I mean, look at these stats. 33% say they're going to live to 100, and 33% say there's a 50% chance they're going to outlive their money. I mean, what in the world are we doing? Yeah, apparently not uh, saving for retirement like we're going to live to age 100 and we're concerned about running out of money, right? When you, when you look at, like, the average retirement savings of somewhere in the neighborhood of $87,000, yeah, the, like – if that's what you have saved for retirement and you're 65, that sound sound the alarm, right? That's not going to sustain you for, say, a 30-year period. So I think seeing kind of some of the savings come down, obviously it's not been a market-friendly environment. But I think also with that, it makes people not want to save as much, which is a funny sort of dynamic where I've, I've heard people say, oh, well, the market's not doing that good, so I'm not saving any money there. Well, when things go on sale at the department store, don't you rush out to buy those things? What's interesting is when that happens in the stock market, people aren't going out to buy stocks on sale. And ultimately what happens is exactly kind of what you just laid out, right? Is kind of these dire sort of predictions that people have about their own fates of saying, well, I don't think I'm going to be ready. I'm concerned about outliving my money. Meanwhile, we start seeing those savings rates drop off when it's likely the best time to start increasing that or maximizing kind of that potential of buying low and seeing the market come back up. Well, and it's kind of sad, too, because when we hear, you know, people say these things, and this is something when people come into the office and sit down and visit with us, we actually hear this like, I was planning on retiring next year, this year, um, but I just, I don't think I can. And it's almost this headspace where they don't know their numbers and they're not sure if they can do it. And a lot of times that's where we sit down with people and say, okay, let's go through the peace process to get to know you and figure out where you're at in in your headspace, in your heart and, and with your portfolio. And let's figure out if it is possible, because I think so many times people are just making these assumptions and making this kind of age uh, goal of, Oh, I want to retire at this age. And then they get there and they're like, Oh, I'm not sure if I can. And that's, that's not a way to have a plan. And so the other really sad thing to me is when people are relying on the market to, you know, do well in order for them to succeed. That is not how you should go about your retirement planning, even pre-retirement planning. You can set yourself up to succeed regardless of what's happening in the market if you have a retirement plan and are working with not just somebody who's, you know, throwing the dart at, hey, which which stock or which mutual fund are we going to invest in? 
those are people who are more geared towards building your money where we help people create those retirement plans so that they can enjoy retirement and not worry about when they turn on the news and they see that the market is down, that they're not saying, oh my gosh, what have I done? I shouldn't have retired or, oh my gosh, you know, there's no way I can retire for years and years. The phone number 970-446-1234 to start the conversation with Alicia, Josh, and the Lehman Lewis team. 970-446-1234. At the end of the day, folks, if, if we're bringing up things that are you're uncomfortable with, raise your hand. They can't help you unless you reach out. 970-446-1234. This is Retire Colorado with Alicia and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Sabrock. Now, we talked about uh, you know making sure that we have saved enough, and a lot of people will have saved something in their in a four hundred one k or an IRA, a lot of pre tax dollars. So, what do we need to know about taxes specifically that we're going to have to pay when we start taking money out of these type of accounts? Yeah, so kind of good rule of thumb with this is if you didn't pay tax on that money when you put it in, you're going to pay tax on it when it comes out. But, but at the rate at the time you start w- withdrawing, not at the rate when you put it in. Exactly yeah. right. So um, you think about like your 401ks, 403 distributions, those get put in, you know, pre-tax dollars. So the full amount of those distributions is going to be taxed at your ordinary income tax rate. When you take it out, um, you're going to have RMDs on that as well. Similar with IRAs, but, you know, just to kind of delineate between the two traditional IRAs, those are typically pre-tax dollars that are going into that. So when you start taking that money out, it's going to be taxed like ordinary income. So again, you've got to remember U.S. tax code is progressive. So the more money you take out, the higher your marginal tax rates are going to go. So that's, you know, important to recognize is when you're taking large sums out, the higher those tax rates are going to climb. But then you have a Roth IRA, which those contributions are going to be made after tax. So assuming you've met the five-year requirement on those contributions has to be in there, you know, for a period of five years. You can actually, if you're 59 and a half, of course, because these are retirement accounts, so you got to be 59 and a half, take it out without penalty. That money in the Roth IRA is going to come out tax-free. And if you've met that holding requirement, it's going to be principal and interest come out tax-free. So important to recognize that that also doesn't increase your provisional income. So when you talk about things like Social Security, for example, everybody, you know, talks about they want to understand how do I get the best benefit for Social Security? And what a lot of people don't recognize is there's a function called provisional income. So, you know, if you're married filing jointly and your provisional income is above $32,000, That means 50% of your Social Security benefit is going to be subject to taxation. And then your bracket, your marginal income tax bracket, is going to determine what that rate is that you're going to pay. So then you get into things like annuities. So that really depends on what kind of money you use. Was it pre-tax dollars? If they are, those distributions are going to be taxable, your ordinary income tax rates. If it was after-tax dollars then you're going to get kind of a pro rata distribution where some of it's going to be taxable, some of it's not going to be taxable. So that's going to move around. Um, Pensions, those are typically funded with pre-tax dollars. So that income is going to be taxed at your ordinary income rate. And then we have capital gains and dividends. So in an after-tax account, so like a brokerage account, 1099 type structure, you're gonna gonna see a difference there of if you sell things at a gain or at a loss, depending on how long you've held it. 
determines the rate. So capital gains, long-term rates are going to be better rates than, say, short-term rates or tax at your marginal income tax rate. So a lot of different nuances that go with that. I could just kind of talk everybody in circles here, and you'd probably forget <laughs> where you're driving to right now. But it's important to recognize how all those different structures work, because right now we're, you know, and we harp on this all the time, and I'm going to continue to do so, but we're in a very low tax rate environment. Whether people recognize that or not, we're likely in the lowest tax rate we'll probably ever see for the rest of our lifetimes. So looking at how you're taking money now is super important, but also looking at how you're setting yourself up for future withdrawals, I think is even more important simply because now's the time to kind of start restructuring maybe some of your accounts and looking at, hey, where am I taking money now while it's tax friendly? And how am I setting myself up for success in the future when maybe it's not as a tax friendly environment as it is today? Folks, you know, if anything you take away from Josh, uh, what he's been talking about during, you know, that, that, that period of time there is that taxes are going to go up. They just are. The Tax Cut and Jobs Act does have a sunset clause, and that is December 31st, 2025. That means January 1, 2026, you're living in a different tax environment. If you're not prepared, if retirement is at your doorstep in the next five to 10 years, you need to start right now working to get in a better tax situation. Reach out to Alicia Josh and the entire team at Lehman Lewis, and they can help you navigate this. 970-446-1234 is the number. 970-446-1234. And we'll be back with more Retire Colorado right after this. Hi, this is Alicia Lewis, and I want to wish you and yours a very happy Thanksgiving. Have you saved enough? What are you going to do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? Alicia and Josh Lewis at Lehman Lewis Financial Group believe retirement planning should be easy and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why they created the Retire Colorado Toolkit, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of their retirement income planning booklet, as well as other helpful guides that will help provide insight on taxes, Social Security, income, and more. To get your toolkit, text KIT to 970-446-1234. That's KIT to 970-446-1234. Help simplify your retirement planning. Get your toolkit from Alicia and Josh Lewis at Lehman Lewis Financial Group by texting KIT to 970-446-1234. That's KIT to 970-446-1234. This is a paid placement. Investment advisory services made available through AU Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor. Firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government and does not offer tax services. Are you happy with your Medicare plan? Even if you are, what was good for you this year might not be what's best for you next year. The team at Lehman Lewis Financial Group can help you sort through all the options to find the best one for you. Call now, 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. You found Retire Colorado along with Alicia and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. You can reach out to the Lehman Lewis team anytime at 970-446-1234 or simply text the word VISIT to start the conversation. Text VISIT to 970-446-1234. Now, we are used to thinking of retirement as a final stage of life, folks, but it is not a finish line. It is the beginning of a new phase in your life. Retirement today 
Uh, it lasts so much longer than it did for generations prior, and we believe it actually unfolds in three stages. And Alicia and Josh, I know we talk about this on the show, but we really want to focus in on it today. The three stages of retirement, explained as the go-go years, uh, the slow-go years, and then the no-go years or don't-want-to-go years. So let's talk through these three phases. Oh, and I love talking about this because I think many times, uh, you know, when we're having conversations about retirement, of course, we're talking about the financial piece, but a lot of times we are also talking about what is it that you're retiring to? Mm. What is it that you want to do? And so a lot of our planning revolves around that because when you're in your go-go years, you're doing all those things that you've been wanting to do, and maybe you haven't been doing them because you've been working, right? So that could look like traveling or RVing or new hobbies, things like that. And so what we see a lot of times is that people are saying, man, when I am young and healthy and wanting to go, 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 right? The go, go years. When I'm wanting to do those things, I'm going to probably be spending more money because I'm doing all of these travel trips and bucket lists and all the things, right? And then when people kind of get that out of their system, that's when it's a little bit more of the slow-go years. Like, oh man, we, we traveled, we saw those places, we're still doing some but just maybe not as much. And I, I think of uh, my grandparents. They would uh, RV, but maybe sometimes uh, instead of taking all the trips RV, sometimes they would you know, come to Colorado to come visit us and they would stay in, in hotels instead of bringing their RV because they're just slowing down a little bit. And then there's the no-go years. No-go is not that you can't go it's a lot of times you don't want to go anymore. Like, oh, I just, I don't want to travel. I just want to hang out at home, enjoy my family, enjoy my friends. And guess what? When you're doing that sort of thing, you're not spending quite as much. So again, the planning does revolve around these stages and what it is that you are wanting to retire to. As you mentioned, Alicia, I mean, the go-go years. So the our spending habits in, let's say, the first, uh, I'm going to ballpark it. Say I retire at 70. So maybe the first five to seven years, I'm going. I, I'm going to go to Europe uh, or, you know, take a big trip that you've always dreamed of. Well, you're probably going to expend a little more money in that phase of your retirement than maybe at another time. And so how important is it that we plan around what, you know, the go-go, slow-go, no-go years? It's extremely important so that your portfolio can support that, so that your budget can support that. And again, so that your plan is revolved around that. And we we have, I think of some clients out of Denver that we have that when when we first met them, they had a bucket list like no other that I've ever seen. And it was, I loved it so much because not everybody has a bucket list quite as extensive as them. <laughs> they wanted to hike Kilimanjaro. They wanted to raft the Grand Canyon. They wanted to, um, they, they had a whole list of like these really adventurous things. I loved it. It was so great. So when we created their retirement plan around 
these bucket lists and what they needed to do and wanted to do, that's exactly what we did. And every single year, they're checking those things off the list because it's been planned for. And um, so it's, it, I, I love, I love, love, love planning around these things. But again, if you don't plan for it, what happens if you're like, you know what, I, I decided to do this big trip in the go-go years and nobody's talked to you about that. And then you're taken out, let's say $30,000, $40,000 out of your portfolio. How's that going to affect your retirement? And mm. so again, let's plan for it. Again, to start the conversation, all you have to do is call or text visit to 970-446-1234. Call or text visit to 970-446-1234 to start the conversation with Alicia Josh and the team at Lehman Lewis. This is Retire Colorado along with Alicia and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. So let's let's dive into the slow go years. In this stage, potentially, healthcare costs could start becoming a concern. Now the average 65-year-old couple can expect, according to Fidelity's survey, to spend at least three hundred fifteen thousand dollars after tax on health care in retirement. And by the way, that total does not include long-term care. This is a giant thing hanging out there in the balance if you're not prepared. That's right. So hopefully you guys really enjoyed the go-go years before we get to the <laughs> slow-go years, right? So so this is kind of interesting, right? If you, if you had kind of a bar graph to go with that, what you would sort of see is like elective spending decreasing while maybe health care spending starts increasing. So a lot of times you you might not need as much income kind of in the slow go years, but you definitely want to have the resources or the assets available to cover any of those, you know, costs that may come with that. So when we talk about building out a retirement plan, obviously the go go years, we're looking at more of what we call front end income, right? So that discretionary spending, elective income, whatever you want to call it it's higher, so you have it available to do all the fun stuff. So then as we slow down, maybe we're taking less trips or we're taking more local, less expensive trips, maybe eating out less, doing, you know, just less, you know, consumer discretionary type spending. That's good and well and all, but we want to make sure that we're still investing and saving on that other side that's going to cover those healthcare costs. So sometimes in this situation, we might look at a cash value life insurance policy where we're building up the cash value in there, where we still have this asset that's growing. It's tied to an index in the market, but we're not necessarily using that for day-to-day -day income, but it's going to be one of those future assets that if you have a healthcare consideration that's you know beyond Medicare or even say a long-term care type situation, you're going to be able to access those assets and use it to pay for that. This also might be something like a fixed indexed annuity where we're, you know, saving, it's growing conservatively in an, a safe manner. Obviously it's backed by an insurance company. So you want to make sure you're working with quality companies who have good credit and, you know, backing with that. So um, but again, you want to make sure that those assets are growing so that you're still meeting your income needs, you're still living your life, maybe not doing as much fun stuff, but then still have assets sort of earmarked for if I need to go into long-term care, if I have a health care consideration, I'm going to have this money to pay for that. So 
obviously there's a lot of things that go into that, but you want to make sure that you're still investing and still saving for that, even though maybe you're a little bit longer into those retirement years. Now, I mentioned that the total, the $315,000 that the average couple is going to spend on healthcare in retirement, and that's from Fidelity. We're not just making that total up, folks. But that total doesn't include long-term care. So what might we need to think about when it comes to long-term care in the second stage of retirement? Is it a, is it a good time to at least plan ahead for this? Absolutely. You know, when you start looking at statistics and things like that, I mean, it's pretty staggering. About 50% of people end up going into a long-term care sort of consideration. So kind of the this rolling joke is uh, no one ever wants to address that, right? No one ever wants to think of themselves as going into this long-term care thing. So it's it's this idea of like, oh yeah, me and my wife, we're cool, but probably our next door neighbors, they're both going to go into that to <laughs> sort of, you know, even that average out. And so I think a lot of people don't look at it as probably pragmatically as they should. And so they don't plan ahead. But the earlier you can plan for that, the better off you're going to be. And ultimately it gives you more time to invest and to save towards that. But also if you were to say, look at even like a long-term care insurance policy, which we don't generally recommend for a lot of people because there's different ways to do it, but it's insurance, right? So the longer you wait, the higher the costs are going to go and the likelihood that you qualify is also going to decrease. It's sort of this idea of like, you don't call your insurance guy to get homeowner's insurance when your kitchen is on fire, right? You want to do it proactively before while you're healthy and rates are still reasonable. But getting things set up the earlier, the better, right? Because the longer you have to compound interest on those investments, the better off you're going to be in planning ahead for that. It's one of those things you can't sort of avoid it, right? Where you want to be prepared, but you also want to, you don't want to hamper yourself along the way. So taking those steps now to sort of put in a lot of different strategies in place for that, the better off you're going to be. So Alicia, we have about a minute and a half here. Uh, it, it, tell people how they can get a hold of you, what, what what they need to do to just start the conversation, because I don't want people to think, oh, I don't want to ask a silly question. There are none. I mean, then we're talking about the rest of your life. So uh, let people know how they can get with you. Well, and again, we always say do not procrastinate. This is the rest of your life, and we want to make sure that it is a successful one. And so we have our peace process. And so when you call in, it's not going to cost you anything except for an hour of your time to sit down with us. And we're going to ask a lot of questions. What's going on in your life? What's happening with your portfolio? We're going to be gathering some homework, you know, just looking at what your situation is and getting to know you. Then we are going to get to work and we're going to do a portfolio analysis. Then the E in peace is educate. We're going to sit down with you in the next visit. Again, no cost. We are going to show you your numbers, show you your portfolio analysis, and also show you some recommendations of here's, here's where we think that you might need some help in your situation. It might be a full-blown retirement plan. It might just be some tweaks to your current existing plan. And then the A is action and agree. That's when you say, you know what? I want Lehman Lewis to be my retirement advisors. So making that agreement and action. And then the C is creation and implementation. So that's where we're creating the retirement plan for you, sitting down, showing you all the different options, making adjustments and tweaks and all the things. 
And then E is enjoy retirement. That's when you receive your written plan. That's when you have your, your time to go and enjoy because you've put the hard work in. This is what you've saved for and now go and enjoy it. So there's no time like the present. Do not procrastinate. Even if this is something where you're saying, I have a plan, but I just need a second opinion. Don't hesitate to call in and let us, let us look over what's going on in your situation. Call or text visit to 970-446-1234 to start the conversation. Retire Colorado continues right after this. Hey, this is Joshua Lewis, and from everybody at Lehman Lewis Financial Group, we want to wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, at the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day, $15 billion a week. Right now, our debt is over $31 trillion, and it's climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer? Increasing taxes. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot lot of things. Alicia and Josh Lewis and the team at Lehman Lewis Financial Group know what to look for. They can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 970-446-1234 to set up a visit with Alicia and Josh Lewis and the Lehman Lewis team. That's 970-446-1234. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now, 970-446-1234. This is a paid placement. Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm does not offer tax services. Are you ready to start working on your retirement roadmap? Schedule your visit with the Lehman Lewis team today by texting MAP to 970-446-1234. That's the word MAP to 970-446-1234. You've tuned in to Retire Colorado, along with Alicia and Josh Lewis of the Lehman Lewis Financial Group. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. You can reach out to the Lehman Lewis team anytime at 970-446-1234. Well, we're talking today about retirements, and, and they can last two, maybe three decades. So it does help to break things down into stages when you're planning. And we've talked about the go-go years, maybe that first seven to 10 years of your retirement, and, and you're going and taking those trips, those slow-go years, when maybe uh, you have a few health challenges popping up and it doesn't allow you maybe to take you know big, grandiose trips, and, and you're going to maybe spend more time with the family, but maybe your health has broken down a little bit. And then we have the no-go years that we're going to get into here of retirement, uh, and you want to ensure that your money lasts all the way through your retirement in through this last phase. So let's talk about the no-go years. What's typically happening for folks at this point? Yeah, so no-go years, um, it's kind of self-explanatory, right? You're not doing as much fun, elective sort of thing. So you might not be going out to eat as much, maybe. And I think about this kind of in the context of even a lot of our clients where maybe now they only have one car and they're only paying one insurance and they go out to eat at 4.30 in the afternoon. And it it, it starts to dwindle down how much they're actually going to spend on doing things because the less active we are, you know, everything costs money. So the less we spend there. 
But typically what we also see is this sort of becomes that stage in life where people get a little more serious about, say, estate planning, how their legacy is going to be passed on. So, again, this is where we look at maybe spending goes down. Healthcare might be increased over this period of time, but we still want to build out that retirement plan to make sure, hey, are you, you know, financially solvent at age 100? And how does that look like? Are you still receiving, you know, ample income? Because when you also look at it, too, in the context of, say, a 30-year period, obviously inflation is going to be a factor into that. So we want to make sure that we've accounted index for that inflation metric and you're still seeing that good income, but also setting things up so that when you do pass away, things go efficiently maybe to a surviving spouse and they're going to be well taken care of as well as passing things on to family members and, of course, avoiding probate in that same time place. Mm. When, when I think of the no-go years, I always think of how different my grandparents were. I mean, drastically different. Um, my grandma and grandpa Lehman, uh, they, they died at, I mean, very statistically, um, they died at 88 and 87. And um, they were... In their no-go years, my grandpa, he was sick. He was kind of um, at home and last probably year and a half of his life, you know, they weren't going. They weren't able to go. And um, their health care, it costs quite a bit. And so when we're doing some of that planning, we have to remember health care is going to cost quite a bit of money if, if you're having health issues. And um, so, and we talked about this, that the uh, average cost of healthcare, not counting long-term care is, what was it? $315,000. Right. And so again, that's, that's a big cost. And so we want to make sure that we're planning for that. But then I think of my, my other grandparents, a little, uh, well, drastically different. They lived until my grandpa, he was a hundred. My grandma was 97. They never left home. They didn't have a ton of health issues, but my aunt moved in with them and took care of them for the last five years of their life. And so if they didn't have that, then they would have had to have a nurse come in or maybe even move into an assisted living or, uh, you know, a nursing home or something like that because they lived far away. And, um, you know, so I, I think about how long they were in their no-go years. Interesting. They were in their no-go years for about 20 years, mm. about 20 years. Wow. And so, you know, they, they arrived at their no-go a, a lot sooner than my other grandparents because they just didn't want to travel. They just, they always said, you know, Hey, you want to see us? You come to us, you come see us. And that's fine. But, um, you know, these are things that everybody's different. Everybody's health is different, but there's still planning involved. Mm, it is uh, it certainly is about planning. 970-446-1234 is the phone number to reach out and start the conversation with Alicia Josh and the Lehman Lewis team. 970-446-1234. Or you can simply text the word VISIT to start the conversation. Text VISIT to 970 970- Four four six one two three four. Now, Alicia, you brought up a great point. Decisions in retirement don't just affect me or my wife. So family discussions do need to be involved. So what kind of discussions should be happening about things like long-term care, end-of-life decisions, estate and legacy planning when it comes to kind of this phase? 
Well, we certainly don't want to wait until the last minute to be no. planning for that. So when we're creating retirement plans for people, we are looking at that far in advance. We're planning that far in advance. So not only are we making sure that you have an investment plan, income plan, uh, tax plan, health care plan, legacy plan, all of those things work together. And if you are not planning that far in advance, what's going to do is it's going to bite you in the butt. And so what we're looking at is, hey, and not to mention, it's not just a set and, and forget it. This is something that it's ongoing, right? So you think about having the conversation with your 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 kids. Um, I can't tell you how many times people say, I'm not going to plan for long-term care uh, because my uh, daughter or son or whoever, uh, they'll take care of me. And while that sounds great, warm and fuzzy, have you had that conversation with them? Mm. And is that something that they are able to do? Would they be able to quit their job to go and, um, you know, take care of you full time? Do they have the, the energy, the capability? Are they caretakers? I mean, I know plenty of people that just don't have that personality. I'm, I'm kind of one of those people. I love my parents, but um, I, I don't know if I'm built to be a caretaker. Not 24 7, 365. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. My sister, she's, she's the most, I'm just nurturing person ever. So again, this is the conversation, having that conversation. Um, the other thing is looking at do you have everything in place for wills, trusts, powers of attorney, um, kind of those end of life decisions? Uh, you know, these are things that need to be discussed and talked about and planned for. But again, not only once. I think about, uh, you know, how many things have changed legislation wise, and people need to make adjustments to their. Their trusts, and this is something that, again, we're not, we're not attorneys that create trusts, but we have relationship with people who do that, and so that is where we're working as a team for for the families that we represent. We're working as a team to say, hey, there needs to be adjustments to this, that, and the other. So, again, um, this is these are big, big decisions uh, that that need to be talked about way before the event actually happens. And uh, it is sometimes a hard conversation, but man, it feels good to, to have it done and say, okay, we worked through that and um, know that your your money, your things, your uh, what you want in that end of life is is set up and known. Well, and I, I'm glad you you brought that up, Alicia, because folks, this is the start of a relationship. It's not like you come in and put this grandiose plan together and then, you know, Alicia and Josh and the team say, hey, congratulations, good luck to you. This, I mean, that's a start of a relationship. This is going to last during your retirement because there's going to be things that come up that change. That's why it's a plan. You go back to the plan. Is this what we want? Is this what we need? Is this what's in front of us? The plan can change over time. Different things happen. Maybe you get a windfall and something good happens. Or maybe, you know, there's a, a health concern that comes up that you weren't clearly expecting to come up. You can adjust as you age, but only when you have that plan already in place. Reach out to Alicia Josh and the team at Lehman Lewis and start the conversation. Call or text VISIT to 970-446-1234. Call or text VISIT 
to 970-446-1234. This is Retire Colorado, along with Alicia and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. So we've gone over the three stages, and I'm, I'm so glad, Alicia, you brought up. I mean, you had one set of grandparents that were, you know, the statistics. They lived to the ages everyone expects you to. You had others that lived well beyond those tables. And so how do you help clients understand the need for that comprehensive plan for their retirement? You know, I, I think it kind of comes back to the idea of, you know, if you're not planning to live a long life, like what happens if you do, right? Mm-hmm. And I right. think, you know, a lot of times people go, oh, well, my dad died, you know, at X age and all these things. And I think, you know, while those are sort of rules of thumb and, and good data inputs, I suppose, like we're seeing more and more medical advances happen over this period of time. So when you look at life expectancy, you know, what's kind of funny is life expectancy actually decreased ever so slightly during COVID. But when you look at that, it's sort of this flash in the pan, right, of like, say, the next 20 years, if you're 65, just because life expectancy went down slightly because of a pandemic doesn't mean that you're not going to live to 90, 95, right? So I think ultimately you're not setting yourself up for success in those late years by not planning to live a long life. So not taking that into consideration, you might put yourself in this situation of saying, well, I just wanted to plan out my income till 86, you know, because statistically speaking, (laughs) well, what happens when you're at 87 and you've actually spent down all your money because you planned it out so well? of saying, I'm going to die here. And then now you're 87, you can't go out and get a job, you know, or your job prospects are very limited. You know, what are you going to do to create income? How are you going to, you know, fill in that income gap? So I think that's really important to recognize if you're not planning for it, what happens if that does come to fruition? It's a, it's a fair question. So we've got a couple of minutes as we wind down uh, this segment, guys. And, and uh, as I said earlier, this is a, a plan that's built to Again, get you through retirement, all the way through. Uh, it is going to come in with check-ins a couple of times a year. So how often is it that you sit down with clients and revisit the plan on a regular basis? Well, this is something that we absolutely require uh, you to visit with us a minimum of once a year. And you'd, you'd be shocked how many people are like, oh, I'm comfortable with my plan. I don't need to come in and visit. And that's not... That's not how we work. Um, again, we are a relational business. Um, and so we want to sit down and go over, remind you, this is your plan. Make any adjustments that need to be made. Ask you what's going on in your personal life. Talk through that. But also, um, we're always forward looking. Here's some adjustments that we think need made because here's what's coming down the pike. And so, uh, but thankfully, because again, that relationship There are a lot of times where people come in multiple times a year, and certainly we have our, we have lunch and learns where people, um, we we have everybody come together and we, you know, kind of give a a market outlook or whatever it is that we're educating on, have lunch, um, have some fellowship, get together and just hang out a little bit as well. Um, So we are really seeing people quite a bit throughout that year because we want to make sure that, um, you know, they're up to speed on what's going on Mm. and that their, their plan is 
continuing to be looked at. And again, this is not a set it and forget it plan. This is really a working together and making adjustments as things go because the economy changes, market changes, your life changes, there's legislation changes. So we want to make sure that those changes are reflected in your retirement plan. Call or text VISIT to 970-446-1234 to start the conversation. We'll continue with Retire Colorado right after this. From everyone here at Lehman Lewis Financial Group, we hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Have you saved enough? What are you going to do with Social Security? What will your taxes look like in retirement? Alicia and Josh Lewis at Lehman Lewis Financial Group believe retirement planning should be easy and you should be able to get all the information you need in one place. That's why they created the Retire Colorado Toolkit, a comprehensive resource for your retirement. In it, you'll find a copy of their retirement income planning booklet, as well as other helpful guides that will help provide insight on taxes, Social Security, income, and more. To get your toolkit, text KIT to 970-446-1234. That's KIT to 970-446-1234. Help simplify your retirement planning. Get your toolkit from Alicia and Josh Lewis at Lehman Lewis Financial Group by texting KIT to 970-446-1234. That's KIT to 970-446-1234. This is a paid placement. Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government and does not offer tax services. Could you end up paying too much in taxes when you retire? Find out by getting Lehman Lewis Financial Group's free tax guide by texting TAX to 970-446-1234. That's TAX to 970-446-1234. This is Retire Colorado with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Well, the Lehman Lewis Financial Group team, well, they get questions each and every week, whether they're emailed in, someone leaves a voicemail, and Carrie has compiled some of those top questions. And we're going to jump into our mailbag segment for the show today, guys. Sound good? Whoop, whoop. Yep. Yeah. Let's dive in. Question numero uno. I've been retired for about two years now, and so far it's been disappointing. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to feel this let down about how much free time I have, but that's how I feel. I'm thinking about a part-time job, but I also don't like the idea of locking myself into a certain number of hours or a certain schedule. So do you ever hear other people struggling with this same thing? And I'm guessing several times over the team has heard this, but uh, whoever wants to weigh in on this one. But I think, uh, again, um, not knowing exactly what you're heading into retirement to do can also be a problem as uh, you know, just having a financial plan. Oh you know, man! Yeah, this is something that we uh, we talk to people before retirement and ask them, "Well, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, what are your plans? What what's your dreams? What do you have on your bucket list? What are you going to do in retirement?" And you know, they say, "Well, you know, I I've got these uh, things to do around the house. The door needs fixing. I mean, just crazy things." I'm not, well. That's good. What are you going to do the the rest of the 11 months of the year. And, you know, and it's like you need to start thinking about what are you going to do? Because so many people, they fall into this trap of their, you know, their, 
their whole identity was in their work. And now they're like, I, I don't know what to do with myself. And then, you know, like this person saying, oh, I, I want to get a part-time job, but then that kind of holds me down to do the things I want to do if I want to go on vacation. And, you know, for those kind of people, we always say, there are a lot of places that, you know, what do you like doing? Well, do you think maybe you could donate some time and teach other people to do that? Or, you know, just there's so many things out there that they need people to help. And it, and you're not tied down to it. It's not like a job. And we find that when we ex expose people to all these different places that they could give their time and wherever their heart's at. And, you know, like a person, you know, he said he just started working with uh, walking dogs for a, a, a you know, a, a place that takes shelter dogs. And he said, I just love it because I've always loved dogs. And he said, and now I'm, gosh, I'm there six, eight, six, eight hours a day because I love it. But guess what? Now I'm planning, I'm taking off on a little trip and, and I can just say, hey, see you guys when I get back. But it helped him to take that sitting in front of the TV and watching reruns of Law and Order. Mm. What was that movie? Um, Anne Hathaway starred in it. Um, oh, Internship, I, it, I think it was. Do you yes. guys remember the movie? I do. No. Yeah. Nope. Can't and, say nope. I do. Okay, well, it's so Chuck, you remember this. I mean, I his kind of do, yeah. Away, he was left and he actually went back to work for a startup company. Um, because I think, again, it was once he lost his spouse, he didn't know what to do. And this internship provided him something to go to every day. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I, I think we've seen that over the course of time. A lot of times, you know, I, yeah. we've seen people that have retired. One guy says, I'm practicing retirement and I'm not too good at it. I've gone back and started two other businesses. And, yeah, and I said, well, like, you know, like if that's what you business, like, yeah. yeah, you don't have to work. You know, the main thing is you're doing something because you want to, not because you have to. 970-446-1234. Again, 970-446-1234. Thanks for joining us. This is Retire Colorado. We're in the Retire Colorado mailbag. And our next question is, the idea of a big market drop makes me really uncomfortable now that I'm within a few years of retirement. How should I start repositioning my assets? Right. What a timely question. Um, this is a big one for a lot of people because they start looking at kind of the time horizon of, you know, how long will my assets last? And then if I retire, say, in the middle of a recession, uh, a lot of concern kind of comes with that. So again, this really comes back to, you know, not to belabor the point, but having a plan, looking at, hey, am I just strictly invested in stocks and bonds? Is my portfolio completely subjected to the whims of the market? And a lot of times, most people kind of getting to that retirement phase, that that's really their investment exposure. And so that's where we come in and sit alongside of them and say, hey, maybe let's look at repositioning over here in a fixed indexed annuity because it's going to give you some, some upside potential, but it's going to mitigate your downside risk. Maybe we're going to do that for an income play. Maybe we're going to look at life insurance and say, hey, this is going to reduce your overall market risk as well. It's going to give you upside, but there's some tax benefits along the way. So really looking at, hey, what are all these different opportunities out there that maybe aren't totally subjected to the volatility of the market and look at how does that work in your plan? 
Now, don't get me wrong. We're still big advocates of the market and we like having money in there because, you know, you look at the long-term trajectory of the market, it's always, you know, recovered and gone back up. So as those market dips come and go, that's when you want to start looking at, hey, how does this translate to maybe my own risk tolerance, to my own time horizon, and then start looking at, hey, what are all of the options available to me? Because for most folks, they're in a 401k plan or, you know, some type of employer plan where that's really all they have available. So that's all they've ever known. And they hit that kind of retirement phase or pre-retirement looking at that option and they go, well, what else is there? Well, that's where you give us a call and we can look at some of those different options and figure out what might be a good fit for you and your specific plan. Again, the phone number to reach out to the Lehman Lewis team, 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. You're listening to Retire Colorado, and we're in the Retire Colorado mailbag today. And our next question, I think this comes from uh, some children who, uh, not like young kids, but uh, adult children who are wondering about some things that their parents have going. And the question goes like this. How many life insurance policies is an acceptable amount? It's a debate in my family. I feel like my mom could be overdoing it with all the number of little policies that she has. Oh, man, do we see this a lot. And sometimes I I, I think I would agree with you, but sometimes I would I disagree with it being too much. It really depends on... I hate to say it, but the health of uh, the person who's insured, because a lot of times we can consolidate some of those because a lot has changed in the world of life insurance these days than what it was 20, 30, 40 years ago. But on, on the other hand, if the health of the insured is not good and they might not be able to get insured you might want to hang on to them. And that's where we do like a life insurance analysis to see what it is that um, your, maybe what you have, or maybe what your parents have in this case, we're able to kind of do that analysis and say, yeah, this is a little excessive or no, this is something that we would, you know, say, keep a hold of all of these. And this is why. So again, I think it doesn't, um, there's no real debate on if it's right or wrong. It just depends on the person. So you're telling me your peace process does include a life insurance analysis along with income analysis and everything else. Absolutely. We do uh, the full analysis, a portfolio analysis. We do life insurance analysis. We do annuity analysis and income analysis as well as tax analysis. So there's a lot of digging that we do. Um, we also like to make sure that, uh, you know, that, that you have an updated will or trust or, um, you know, looking at the big picture. We're not just looking at, you know, what investments do you have? We're looking at making sure that you have a full-blown plan that everything is taken into consideration and everything is working together for you. Awesome. So uh, again, to reach out and start your peace process with Alicia, Chuck, Josh, the Lehman Lewis team, 970-446-1234, on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. Final question on our mailbag segment today is uh, this. I'm really struggling to get organized with my finances. We have money saved, but I just keep letting all this paperwork pile up. 
could you help sort through everything that I have or would I need to get it in some type of order and together before I come in and talk to you for the first time? Yeah, so I guess the question is, do you show up at your CPA's office to have them do your taxes and just hand them a shoebox of receipts and say, hey, itemize these for me? Um, it's a little <laughs> tongue-in-cheek. Some, some but, people do, I'm sure. But, you know, honestly, a lot of what you get in the mail sometimes from financial institutions, some of that gets really redundant. And so I think sometimes people save way too much, and I think there's kind of this fine line where people save way too little. But, you know, when you start talking about investment portfolios and things like that, a lot of information can just be derived directly from your monthly or quarterly statement from, you know, whoever your custodian is. But again, kind of having your own system also of maybe where your life insurance, you know, policies are, maybe your 401k plan, um, all of those things sort of get important, maybe even the phone number on how to reach those folks. So. But honestly, we have a list. So if you ever called in and said, hey, I would love to sit down with you guys, have a consultation, kind of get a better grip on my finances, we actually email out a list of everything that we would like to see, you know, the information that we want you to bring in. And a lot of times it's kind of pretty basic. So more often than not, you know, people bring in like a briefcase of all these unopened envelopes and we don't necessarily need to take a look at it because a lot of that stuff starts to get dated. So again, kind of looking at some of your current information, then we build out a lot from there. So, you know, it, we definitely help you sort through that to some degree, but you know, again, there's there's some limitations with that. And again, I think bigger point of that too, is we want to make sure we're all being efficient with our time. So, you know, having some level of organization before you come in is beneficial for you and it's beneficial for us. So, you know, that's something to keep in mind kind of as those things start piling up, it's good to sort of assess what's important, what's maybe not so important. So I can't be like Vince Vaughn and dodgeball and open the closet and all the receipts fall out and say, Hey, this is what I call keepers. Ideally, no. <laughs> if you're going to bring in your proxy report statement for, oh you know, your summary prospectus, you know, those things aren't beneficial in our regard. But, you know, some Josh people like to reading save them. them. Nobody else does. You can get all that electronically anymore. So save your back. Don't drag it in. <laughs> oh, well, guys, I, I, I do want people to realize that it is um, the experience that you get with Lehman Lewis is to come in and sit down and, and have conversations like these. You can have some fun. You can have some real conversations. Uh, but in the end, they want to help you get into and through retirement successfully. The number to reach out and start the process is 970-446-1234. Nine seven zero four four six one two three four, or you can go to the web at laymanlewisresources.com for some great downloadable resources to you. Alicia, Chuck, Josh, always great to be with you here on the show. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks. Are you happy with your Medicare plan? Even if you are, what was good for you this year might not be what's best for you next year. The team at Lehman Lewis Financial Group can help you sort through all the options to find the best one for you. Call now, 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. Hey, 
Hey, this is Joshua Lewis. Hopefully you heard some great information that's gonna help you as you start planning for retirement. As always, if you have any questions or you wanna talk about anything specifically that you heard today, feel free to give me a call at 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. We also have a couple free retirement guides for you. These are gonna give you some great information as you prepare to walk through the exit sign at your job. So to get any of these guides we talked about today, you can go to laymanlewisresources.com. That's laymanlewisresources.com. Hope you have a great rest of your weekend and we look forward to talking to you next week. Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AEWM and Lehman Lewis Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business, Lehman Lewis Financial Group. Lehman Lewis Financial Group is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Lehman Lewis Financial Group are not subject to investment advisor requirements. AEWM and Lehman Lewis Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Lehman Lewis Financial Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not a affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Lehman Lewis Financial Group. This radio show is a paid placement. The Peace Process is Lehman Lewis Financial Group's process name and does not promise or guarantee investment results or preservation of principal.